Hello and welcome to Inside Parliament, a weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering on One News this week. We're coming to you from the legendary TVNZ Beehive studio. I'm Jessica Much Mackay. I'm Mikey Sherman. And I'm Benedict Collins. And oh my gosh, what a week. <laughs> that worked, Benedict. That was quite good. That was his idea. And I, I feel like he pulled it off. It's been a massive Massive week in in politics, um, the biggest that I can remember having been a part of. Um, it's been extraordinary. How would you guys describe it? Epic. Yeah, I mean, I think you know when we saw Matilia Toure sort of self destruct in the Greens. Yeah, that was crazy. But not, it, you know, it didn't even come close to this week. This is just a whole new level. Yeah. And yeah, it's been it's been really big, and we're going to go through and unpick that and dissect it all for you guys. We're going to start off um, like we usually do with our pits and our peaks of the week. Shall I start off with with my peak? Um, Jamie Lee Ross's press conference was just extraordinary. He walked into Parliament from that moment. Um, it was just one of the most. It was punch, 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 punch the whole way through. It lasted for an hour, and afterwards, I just it felt like you. You just had to think, my goodness, this has just all happened. It was crazy. So I think um, in terms of big political moments for me, that was that was the peak this week. It was certainly one for the history books. Um, my peak, I have to say, um, yesterday I... I went to the Hawke's Bay following Simon Bridges um, after what has been, as we've just said, an extraordinary week uh, with this Jamie Lee Ross saga. Um, and sometimes when you're working in Parliament and you're in this bubble um, that we call the Beltway, um, you often get caught up and swept up in it and you wonder how much cut through these, these issues are actually having um, to voters, to the public out on, in the regions, out on the grassroots. And so being able to get out into the Hawke's Bay yesterday, I spoke to a number of um, people there at the AMP show um, and they really were, they were just gobsmacked by it, albeit they were disgusted by it really, um, the people that I spoke to. But it just goes to show how big this issue is when it's making headlines and talking points out in the regions. Mm. And I guess my peak of the week, something a little bit different, there's a, um, a satirical article was written on The Civilian um, in the voice and, and the person of uh, Maureen Pugh, who is one of the uh, victims of the week's uh, events. Um, so you should go, after you watch the podcast, go and check that out if you feel like a laugh. Well worth your time. In terms of pits, I don't have a pit. I can't think of one this week. It's been awesome. Um, but another little anecdote I thought I would add in another peak. Um, my dad very gleefully um, sent me a um, picture of a record that he's kept for a very long time still and it's an original case of burning bridges and he promises to send that down to me to pin up onto the notice board and um, Winston Peters obviously played us that song to sum up the event so um, I shall add that to the political collection. We might need to get him down for a bit of a listening party down yeah, to the yeah. One News yeah. office really in the press gallery. <laughs> um, but in terms of all of the, the, the craziness of it all, um, I guess my, my pit, um, and I think this sort of comes, um, you know, being a parent, my pit has to be um, that, you know, obviously while all of this is going on, you have to think um, that behind both men, Simon Bridges and Jamie Lee Ross, are their children, are their wives, and you've got to, you've got to um, you know, think of the families at this time. Obviously, it'll be a tough time, you know, as a parent, you want to be fiercely protective of your children and your partner, but when it's playing out in public like this, um, you, there must be feelings of utter hopelessness, perhaps, and so just a wee thought there for the families. Yeah, especially when they haven't had anything to 
you know, to do it's with... It's not their fault. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, didn't right? choose They're sort of getting life, caught up yeah. in it all. Um, it's not really a, a pit of the week. Um, I just thought something yesterday was pretty fascinating and it didn't, um, it's not in the stories that we're going to be playing. Um, we were asking uh, national MPs to respond um, to what they made of the, the taped phone call that we'll get into later um, about what um, Simon Bridges and Jamie Lee Ross have been you know, saying about, Simon Bridges have been saying about um, Maureen Pugh and then also about ethnic MPs and that argument about Chinese and Indians. And we asked one national MP... Um, you know what she's made of it all and she said oh well you could say i'm an ethnic minority because i'm a woman and i thought that was a pretty spectacular it's a great <laughs> thing grab. to say yeah i'm not sure mm. why i didn't make it onto the six o'clock news it probably should have yes. who knows mm. um this has been uh, an, a really interesting story to watch develop this week so we thought we'd start off with the story that played on the first one that first came up so take a look at this Stepping back into the corridors of power as a renegade MP. Jamie Lee Ross driving from Auckland to Wellington for a kamikaze mission on his own party. Simon is a flawed individual, without a moral compass and without any underlying principles except power. Unleashing a barrage of serious allegations, he says Mr Bridges ordered him to cover up a $100,000 donation from a Chinese businessman by splitting it up so it doesn't have to be declared, even releasing these photos to show them together. Mr Ross also claims he's got a recorded conversation as evidence and is taking it to police tomorrow. The Electoral Act says filing a false return is a corrupt practice. Falsifying the name of a donor to hide their identity is a corrupt practice. I believe Simon Bridges is a corrupt politician. And allegations of anything wrong or inappropriate is completely false. But Mr Bridges is refusing to go into the details. Because we are talking about a guy who's lying, who's leaking, who's lashing out. Um, it's been proving to, proven to be wrong. Uh, I have done absolutely nothing wrong and that will be shown to be the case. Yesterday's investigation named Mr Ross as the person most likely to have leaked the travel expenses and the text from the leaker claiming mental health issues. Sorry, just ask that question again. So did you leak the travel expenses? No. Did you leak the text message? Yes. Mr Ross says National turned on him when he questioned Mr Bridges' leadership. He says he was called to a sudden meeting in which Mr Bridges said four women had raised harassment claims against Mr Ross, so he had to go. I raised this with Simon Bridges, and he told me if I kept asking for natural justice, that it would not be just four women, he could get 15 women. We have dealt with a lone wolf MP who has leaked lied, uh, made a number of wild allegations. Mr Ross's former colleagues also closing rank. We're not going to miss them, no. Well, it's more than spectacular, really. Oh, look, I haven't really got anything to add. We're just processing it, but um, good riddance. He's now bidding farewell to his party. So that's how it started on, on the Tuesday, which was sort of that big day that Jamie Lee Ross fronted up. And I just think that I remember standing there thinking, oh my gosh, if you thought that the... Twitter tirade from the day before was big and then this is just a whole other level of it playing out and I think at that point everyone was still trying to get your head around all of these things and there were all of these accusations from Jamie Lee Ross um, and you're just thinking oh we've just ripped open 
the looking glass into the National Party. It was incredible. It was, it was. And, I mean, it was an hour-long stand-up. <laughs> I mean, nothing was off limits. Jamie Lee Ross, happy to answer anything. And I guess one of the extraordinary things was there would have been quite a number of journalists, I would predict, that would have walked away from that press conference seriously questioning whether or not there was, there, that there perhaps was some truth to this, to what this guy was saying, because the way that he delivered it was so uh, slick, it was so, um, you know, he was just, he seemed so confident in himself, and I think one of the women who later came out um, and, and sort of raised concerns about him said the same thing, that he was looking journalists dead straight in the eye and saying all of these things, um, which she would say were untrue, without batting an eyelid. Yeah, well I thought it was, it was spectacular, you know, in that, in that conference, one of the things he did was um, compare himself to Kavanaugh, right, in the United States, and I thought, why is he doing that? That was but, one of those. Yeah, that was yeah, but, but then I, I kind of wonder whether he could kind of see how it was going to play out throughout the week. So he was already so, kind of trying to cast himself in that. You know, I, I didn't do this kind of position. But what I thought, you know, going into that because we, we didn't have much notice, right? He tweeted out, "I'm we coming had out like ten minutes. Ten minutes. Notice. Hey, yeah. I'm going to be at Parliament on the black and white tiles um, in ten minutes." And he, obviously, he'd sent those um, tweets the day before saying, you know, he'd been set up. He's a victim of a smear campaign. I was kind of waiting for him to come there, and I thought he's going to. I thought to myself, he's going to come out, and he's going to say, "Look, I'm sorry for what I did yesterday. I apologise." Blah blah blah. So when he came out, and he started, you know, just hammering them again and again and again, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I this so this started at 11 a.m. and I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm taking notes, and I had to do a um, a live cross into the midday news, and he, he you know, he kept. The, the different things he's bring up, I said, oh, th- that'll be what I'll talk... Oh, no, that'll be what I talk about. You know, each was sort of more stronger. You know, the corruption angles, the, the you know, the way he'd been the victim of a smear campaign. Um, you know, he, he was saying that he'd been falsely accused of harassing women. It's all like, oh, my God. And this is, you know, coming from the guy that had been, you know, uh, the top whip. He You know, he was so high up in national. It was, it was almost hard to believe you were sort of witnessing this... Um, incredible press conference. And that's the thing that I think is extraordinary and really key to all of this. He was chief senior whip, so basically the person who manages and wrangles all the MPs. He's the one you go to when you've got a sick child, when you've got a medical issue, when you've got an issue like um, trouble at home, things like that. He's the one that people open up to, almost like an HR manager. In and the a, one who in keeps you all in line. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then says, nah, you've got to do this, yeah. you've got to do this, and toe the line. He's number seven in the party, mates with Simon Bridges, got Simon, helped get Simon Bridges into power. This guy knows where the bodies are buried, and I think that's what makes this so spectacular, because you you heard the way that Bridges and, and Jamie Lee Ross were talking on the phone. They obviously do it a lot. They're mates, they're close, confident confidants, there was a lot of trust there. And I think often it's these rogue MPs off to the side or from the opposition political party, this guy was right in the middle, right in the thick of it. And I think that's why there's so much nervousness around all of this, because he was their guy. And the question is, what else potentially does he have? Um, and that's what will keep National on the back foot, is that they just don't know what else he was secretly taping, what other information he has in his in his ammo, um, which he could release at any time and just drag this whole issue out. Yeah. Oh, I think another thing which is really interesting is his timing. I mean, he just totally schooled National on Monday, just before they were about to release the you know, report accusing him of being the, the leaker. Um, you know, he came out with his... Tw- he, he sort of grabbed the agenda. And then 
t- Tuesday, caucus is meeting. They're deciding what to do with them. And he calls a press conference while they're meeting and just totally trumps them again. You know, they, they've just been on the back foot day after day. He, he's just, you know, sort of running rings around them, I think, you know, in a, in a kind of communication and, way or, you know. And the way that he delivered that press conference, I mean, it, it was really something incredible. Mm. Again, I have to reiterate, it was an hour long. I mean, to talk to the media and take question after question um, from a bunch of journalists, senior journalists who are just throwing you question after question to take it all on like that and just still maintain that sort of um, clean and consistent deliverance that he did um, was astonishing. On one hand, you you, you sort of could say, Jesus, if if you're going to sort of go into that much detail over that period of time um, with the the type of barraging questions that you get, you must, you either, one, you know the truth and, and you're speaking from the truth, which is why you're not tripping up, or two, it was the performance of a lifetime. Um, and perhaps now that we've seen um, the latest um, information, which we'll get to um, soon, but now that we've seen the latest information, some would argue that that's exactly what it was, the performance of a lifetime. And that's what we said to each other. Afterwards, <laughs> um, I think both of us sat down on the steps of Parliament and went, whoa. whoa. Um, well, Benedict was off doing the hard work during yeah. the midday <laughs> life. Mikey and I sat on the step and just thought, and I think we both said to each other, that was either him have the truth serum that that's a term we've used a bit this week or performance of a lifetime and yeah it was just extraordinary I mean his whole point was raising questions about Simon Bridges leadership and he's done that this week and that definitely played out in your story that played on Wednesday so let's have a look at that Simon Bridges facing up to his biggest leadership test yet as the strongest possible action uh, that the caucus can take and that's because we're united. But while his MP may be gone, the damage could already have been done. I don't believe he is fit to be Prime Minister. And Jamie Lee Ross says other National MPs agree. Many, many people in the National Party caucus share my views, but they're all too concerned to speak publicly. Look what's happened to me. Was your leadership discussed in caucus? No. National certainly towing the party line today. I think Simon's done an excellent job and he's got my full support. Unity's been our strength and it will continue to be. Unity and stability have long been the catch cry. This is a blip in a big history. Which is why such a scathing attack from one of their own is so personal. Gut-wrenching actually for a member of the caucus. Uh, It was a clear attack on the leader and that's not acceptable. I didn't come to Parliament to deal with that sort of thing. I think it's a, a sideshow. We're a strong team. And someone decided that they're not part of the team. The embattled MP's revelation he secretly recorded a conversation with Simon Bridges, also adding fuel to the fire. Never in my mere 16 years in politics seen anything like it. What do you make of that type of behaviour? Uh, I think it's delusional. Jamie Lee Ross claims National's internal polls show public support for Simon Bridges is plummeting and polls for One News have also revealed the National leader has failed to secure cut-through with the voters. Not that Simon Bridges would be drawn on that today. No, I'm not going to do all those things. Here's the deal. Uh, we are the most popularly supported party and I have the unanimous support of my caucus. Just remember, he, he won on the second ballot. He did not have a majority on the first ballot. By definition, a majority of the National Party caucus did not want him as the party leader. So while it's goodbye national for Jamie Lee Ross, Simon Bridges' fate as party leader is now under big pressure. 
So obviously, in amongst all of this um, that's unfolded, one of the the enduring issues and questions um, that will continue on for even the next couple of weeks, it could be months, depending on how long um, until this, uh, uh, depending on when this by-election is called, is the question around Simon Bridges' leadership. How long will he last um, in that role? Does he have the confidence? All of this um, has been a huge um, uh, weight on his shoulders as a leader. Um, you, you could argue whether he's done a good job or not. It doesn't matter. It has hit the, the credibility of his leadership just by having to deal with all of this stuff, um, which, as a reminder, was all kicked off by his wanting to pursue an investigation into that original leak, which has led us down this bloody rabbit oh, hole. Oh, how that will be <laughs> feeling like a bad decision now. Bad decision. I just, with the leadership stuff, there's no doubt no one can argue that this is this hasn't been hugely damaging for the National Party. It was meant to personally hurt Simon Bridges. And I think looking forward, depending on how long this carries on for, will depend how deep the wound is. My thinking is that when something bad like like when something people attack the party, it feels like, especially yesterday, they kind of closed in around him and said, right, he's our leader, we're defending him. They went quite mm. feral against um, Jamie Lee Ross. I think that'll last for a little, for a few weeks. We've got a few weeks of that. And then I think slowly, as it sort of it starts, the pressure starts easing off, I think we'll see those questions raised about leadership and where they go from here. Yeah, I thought um, it's also interesting, you know, because National's been sort of renowned for having this great internal discipline and stuff like that. So it was interesting, you know, to have not only Jamie Lee savaging bridges and the the leadership of the National Party, but then to have, you know, like pretty vicious, you know, a a lot of the National MPs, those who can, you know, are prepared to talk to the media, a lot of them aren't, um, you know, really coming back at Jamie Lee, just watching that sort of, that scrap emerge was so um, unusual, I Mm. think, to see that in National. Yeah, because right. we've done that a few times in terms of um, the media stakeouts, right? When something big happens, um, we wait outside of Parliament uh, for all of the MPs to um, roll up in their taxis, and when they get out, we ask them questions. We did it a lot when um, we had Labour in opposition and they went through their numerous leadership um, battles uh, internally. Um, and usually, though, with the Labour, they wouldn't say much on the, on the way into Parliament as they were walking in, no comment. They'd usually tow the party line or had the same line. It was really different, though, watching National this time round. They didn't stick to any particular line, apart from saying that they had, um, that they supported Simon Bridges 100%. But in terms of going in hard on Jamie Lee Ross, a a lot of them did. And I think that's what was surprising to a number of of us journalists who have sort of seen and and been in that instance previously with Labour, is that this lot they just came out swinging um, and they, yeah, when, again, as Jess said, when you feel like you're under attack, when you've had nine years of building up uh, unity and stability under John Key and it's all come crashing down yeah. in a matter of days because of one rogue MP, these guys were definitely coming out swinging and we saw that. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> have a look at the um, next track because we kind of saw something a little bit different as well that we haven't really seen in New Zealand politics before. Check out this track and we'll chat about it. A line crossed. I thought Paula was better than that. Well, the next- Jamie Lee Ross hitting back today at Paula Bennett's allegation he was engaging in unacceptable behaviour for a married man. I'm comfortable with what I have with my wife. 
If the way in which we're about to play politics, when a political party and the leader is under pressure, if they want to start lifting the bedsheets on everyone that works in that building, you guys and MPs, then I think there'll be a lot of people concerned. It was this spectacular media conference that sparked it all. Amongst the allegations, a claim that national leaders had accused Jamie Lee Ross of harassing four women. I strenuously deny any allegations that I have harassed anyone. National didn't take it lying down. Paula Bennett this morning saying he wasn't accused of harassment, but standing by her comments. But aren't families off limits? Oh, absolutely. So why did you say inappropriate behaviour for a married member of parliament? That absolutely brings his family into this. Oh, look, uh, look, we just uh, we had discussed inappropriate behaviour and he was the one that had gone out and said it was a sexual harassment. We can keep going so around in circles no, if you but, like. But you're... It was a bridge too far for some. I've never seen things get that nasty before and I think this is getting very close to a very dangerous line. Politicians' private lives and families have always been off limits unless they are impacting on their particular behaviour. Parliament's a very different beast to most workplaces. It's an environment where your spats get played out in public for the whole nation to see. And that's why politicians have traditionally been very careful to keep each other's families out of the furnace. I thought about uh, a uh, MP making those sorts of statements is on seriously dangerous grounds. You don't expect a member of parliament to act like a troll. Marriage discussions in politics are a quagmire. And the notion that Paula, of all people, should be offering marital advice is dangerous territory. New dangerous territory where it seems nothing is off limits. Yeah, so, uh, you know, incredible, well, incredible behaviour from Jamie Lee Ross at the start, saying, you know, he was the victim of those... Um, you know, victim of being accused of sexually harassing four women. And then to have Paula Bennett, um, like we saw there, come out and say, oh, no, it wasn't um, harassment. It was, um, you know, that he was being unfaithful or, you know, behaving in uh, behaviour that wasn't acceptable for a married member of parliament. That was, you know, really new ground. And it, like, you know, Mikey said, but the families, you know, you've got to think about them. You know, that was quite deliberate and national to drag, you know, his marriage and his and Jamie Lee's family into it. You could argue he kind of did it himself, you know, with the sexual harassment the day before, but sort of a nastiness that we haven't seen in New Zealand politics Because before. I think the picture he was painting, especially early on, is that he started um, going up against the leader. He didn't agree. And so because of that, um, National came out and said, oh, look, we've got these complaints. You need to go quietly. Um, well, not complaints. I've got these, um, these <coughs> concerns and you need to go quietly. And We've got four, and if if you don't go, we can get fifteen, um, and that's the picture that he painted. So he, I guess, came into the arena, but then National responded with the um, extramarital stuff, and mm. that's when it just went, whoa! These guys have brought it in, and when you end up in a stand up, asking, um, asking a member of Parliament if they, you know, if they want to clear up. Rumours about affairs and stuff like that's a that's not an easy question to ask. That's not an easy question to answer. That's not a comfortable situation for anyone to be in. But that's where we get to. That's when those big questions are just hanging there.
Yeah, yeah. And, and it is a new thing that we've seen just this week um, in politics and, and we know that because what we've seen is the likes of those um, older MPs, Winston Peters, Peter Dunn, even Jim Bolger um, coming out and sort of condemning and showing real surprise um, that it's it's gotten into that um, that sort of area, that sacred area. Um, it was, you know, it's an unspoken rule that families are off limits when it comes to politics, but it just kind of shows that perhaps Perhaps when um, you've got, you know, a, as a leader or a party, when you've got your back up against the wall and you've got nowhere else to go, you go low. And I feel like it's important to say, I don't think it's the media crossing that line. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what often um, we kind of get get that. But it, the, it's, it's the politicians that brought that into the fray. And I think, I mean, obviously we have a way of responding to it, but it's not us breaking the code in this instance. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what, there are a lot of nuances and complexities um, around. And I think um, David Farah, um, who's one of the National Party insiders, he summed it up well. He said, look, a lot of the time there's politicians and staffers and things, and there are things like affairs and families and things like that. And usually that's not seen in the public interest. Why would anyone care about that? Except for when it starts to affect their work and when these women are raising these concerns about feeling abused, that's when it does become in the public interest and that's when it comes out. And because we've had so much, that's why that's been in the mix. Yeah, well, one of the things um, Peter Dunn was saying to me when I interviewed him for that story as well, is he thought National was pretty dumb doing this. He he thought, you know, they could have taken the hit from Jamie Lee because he said, you know, Jamie Lee is not going to be relevant for too much longer, is, is what Peter Dunn was thought the way he's gone out like this. You know, and that, and they wouldn't have to sort of bear him for too much longer before he was a spent force entirely. Um, he, he kind of questioned, you know, he, he felt they should really back off as fast as they could off this, you know, sort of personal attacks and bringing his family into it simply because he, he thought, hey, look, you know, in the long run, he's going to be irrelevant pretty quickly. You know, I mean, that's yet to be seen if he does um, resign, as we're expecting today, and force the by-election, whether or not he gets re-elected um, as an independent. Um, but, yeah, Peter Dunn was just really puzzled by the way National was handling it. And the other taboo subject that we've had to deal with with all of this has been mental health as well, mm. and that's a really messy, tricky ground. No wonder um, lots of us aren't sleeping and lying awake at midnight processing these, because there's so many moving parts. And that's a big thing, especially in New Zealand media, there's restrictions and, and rules about what you can say and what you can what you can talk about with those kinds of things. And you have to be sensitive to a whole lot of different issues. So I think there's been that to play with as well. But I guess one of the, the big days yesterday when these revelations came out in that investigative piece by Newsroom, um, that's when we had a whole whole new layer, a whole new thing to deal with. So let's have a look at that track. Jamie Lee Ross claims he's trying to shine light into the backroom dealings of the National Party. But today the tables turned. An investigative journalist talked to four women who say Mr Ross used power, sex and information to get ahead. I'm gutted about this story uh, and everything that it's about. Um, I... Uh, in admiration. One of the women talked about incoherent rages and brutal sex, saying he is a master manipulator and a deceitful liar. Even though the encounters were consensual, one woman felt Mr Ross 100% groomed her. 
Another said, I've never found him an attractive guy, but I was getting compliments, roses, jewellery. I was like, who is this romantic? Then before I knew it, I was entrapped. One of the women said she had to speak out after she heard Mr Ross say this to reporters. I was raised by my grandmother and great-grandmother to respect women. I strenuously deny any allegations that I have harassed anyone. She says she was completely floored by his claim he'd never harassed women, saying he was calm, he was collected, he was every bit the master of deception. I am absolutely disgusted. I thought that I knew the guy, and to see uh, what's coming out now, it's, it's actually been shocking. I don't know who Jamie Lee is right now. Jamie Lee Ross text saying he won't comment and is considering legal action. But yesterday said this. Did you want to address that question about the affair? If it, because that's the implication that it's left with. That I've said that I'm comfortable with all of my conduct. Um, I'm comfortable um, that I am somebody um, who is standing up and doing the right thing. I'm comfortable with what I have with my wife. Mr Ross calls it a smear campaign. It's absolutely untrue. Newsroom says its investigation started a year ago. It's not a party driven or party linked thing in any way and quite the reverse. So when did Simon Bridges know? It's only in very recent weeks. Within a day of learning about these things I confronted Jamie Lee Ross about them. One National Insider says this isn't just about affairs. Most people think this isn't in the public interest but when people who have been involved in these relationships go public saying they feel they've been abused, yeah, that is something again that I think is quite rare. Another twist in this rare week in politics. So it's an all now about when the National Party and Simon Bridges knew about how serious this was, this bad behaviour by Jamie Lee Ross. Now, they deny there were any complaints made by these women and they deny that it was a harassment mm. level. Yep. Um, but then these women came out and obviously it was harassment, it was abuse of power, all of that. So there's... There's also overriding this is did they act swiftly enough and when did the party, the, the, the National Party, when did they know about all of that? So now that we're able to digest some of this stuff, those are the big questions that are still hanging there. That's right, because um, Simon Bridges has argued that he only found out um, a day before he made the call um, to, to raise that discussion with Jamie Lee Ross. Um, but the question is, how long did the party know? How long did Paula Bennett know? Was there any sort of um, awareness uh, in the party that that sort of behaviour um, was happening? Because if so, then they had a duty to protect um, those staffers. Granted, they do come under parliamentary services, but as a party, um, they are responsible for their MP, and if there was any sort of notion of, you know, sort of untoward behaviour, not 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 particularly around, um, you know, s sleeping with them, but it's it's the manipulation and and the um, the alleged manipulation um, and the um, use of power um, over those women, which they allege um, took place. That is the concerning thing, and and the question for the leadership again is whether or not they acted in good faith towards um, those women, or at least one they knew of um, and, and sort of obviously we've seen this morning um, one of them was subjected to a bit of a, um, a 
keep quiet clause. Yeah, gagging uh, order. Gagging <coughs> order. Exit agreement, yeah. And, and it's interesting too, you know, the newsroom which um, you know, published that piece said, you know, basically the turning point for a lot of these women saying, yep, yeah, run the story was that press conference and, and you know, was the way that um, Jamie Lee was, you know, his behaviour kind of forced them over that line. But it's pretty extraordinary, isn't it, that you don't have any... There are no concerns, and then pretty quickly there are four people and in the newsroom journalists saying she's aware of five other women, you know, who have been having affairs with him. I mean, this is just snowballing really yeah. quickly for them. Um, it's not like we've had any ability to do that this week, but um, if we want to do some crystal ball gazing for what how this is going to play yeah. out, today Jamie Lee is meant to uh, resign from Parliament, triggering the by-election. Um, if he doesn't, though, he gets to stay on... Um, as an independent MP. Now, the reason I'm smiling about this is because just recently the Walker jumping legislation passed and National could not have a more opportune time to use this and go, see you later, buddy, you're out the door, we'll bring it, we'll use this legislation. Only trouble is that National is very much against this and in principle has said, no, no, we will not use the Walker Jumping legislation. So you've got this position. I just, I, I love politics sometimes, the way that these things come together, that now they need Jamie Lee Ross to resign. Otherwise, he's coming back, he's sitting in the back row, and he's going to be watching National <coughs> for the next two mm. years. Yeah, hey, what, what do you guys think? It appeals you know, to me. What, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they'd have to. They'd have to. They'd have to. Yeah. But what, what do you guys think the ongoing damage will be from you know from the from the tape recording? I mean, it was it was interesting? I saw Maureen Pugh, um, you know, the one that um, Simon Bridges described as you know effing useless. Um, uh, you know, she tweeted, "Hey, it was really upsetting," but also she was angry at Jamie Lee, like being prepared to put that out there to hurt her. I mean, you know. And you can kind of see that point of view. It's like, you know, fair enough, you're having a war with the leader, but, uh, you know, sort of... To embarrass and to, um, you know, your sort colleagues. Of hit innocent, yeah. innocent, you know, uh, victims there. Um, I guess he's just trying to cause as much destruction as he can. But what do you think will be the ongoing consequences of, of you know, this well, let's phone look call? At, and let's look at her mum, for example, right? Mm. So Maureen Pugh's mum came out and was defended her daughter, which I think we all ha we could all absolutely see would happen. But I just wonder if she feels like that and has come out publicly, whether there'll be a, a group of people who think, oh, actually, I don't like the way that he talked about her. I've gone off him a bit. Um, I actually, I don't quite like the way that he handled that. I've gone off him a bit. That's like, um, so in another story we ran last night, we got reaction from voters up in Auckland. And they're like, well, that's disgusting language and that's disgusting way to talk about people in your workplace and especially especially yeah. when you're the boss you know mm. so I think a lot of people will be turned off by that even though probably most of us from time to time might use bad language you know when you're not in a public setting yeah hey, and Mikey. I just think starting a war <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I do think that there'll be I think there'll be people who will be put off by this I also think more the more concerning part mm. for Mr Bridges is that there may be people inside his party that are put off 
by this and start questioning some of the decision making and some of the way that he's handled himself. So, well, I think you're right when you said that you know give it a give it a couple of weeks, let this let the dust settle. They're united right now, but once the dust settles, um, then they'll start looking inward again mm. uh, and questioning um, some of the issues that have been raised. And I'm sure, even though the likes of Maureen Pugh have said that they're fine with it, they're moving on, they're wanting to move forward. It's got to hurt and it's got to raise questions about whether or not they can trust Simon. Bridges if he is so loose um, in saying those types of things. Um, and, and what do you think, you know, in, in terms of the donations, I, I don't think we've had any proof yet here that anything, that I, Simon Bridges did anything untoward. Based on, based yeah. on what, based, my, my view of it all is that um, basically um, it, it comes down to a moral argument as to whether or not what happened was right. I'm not too sure that they can get caught out um, by the... Um, um, legality of it all, I think that it would come back to a moral question of whether morally it was right to um, perhaps split up those that donation um, a, a, in order, which is alleged, a, in order to allegedly um, avoid disclosure. It comes to the moral argument, and that's the problem with those um, messages and with that recording. We don't have proof of that, um, and I think that's there's no, as people keep saying, there's no smoking gun mm. with it, and that's. That's what I think, Jamie Lee Ross. Now, let's see how the next few days go. Let's see what else comes out. Did you want to add something? It looks like I, you I just did. want to say, at, at the end of this crazy week, I still don't even... I'm not certain whether he actually even leaked the original report. Despite, <laughs> yeah. despite that, you know, was it PwC that, that did the That burning report? question right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still, the evidence... Bridges you know, he, burning he, he, he admitted he leaked the texts um, later but, on, but... And he, the evidence somewhat points to that but yeah I feel like maybe that's got lost and, in and all the speaker that. put out a statement didn't he saying yeah. oh no my phone calls had nothing to yeah. do with this but I did say to him did you leak it and like I feel like that was one of our, the first things that yeah. I wanted to know but maybe maybe time will tell or maybe we'll read about it in his book later on and yeah. about political history um, let's leave it there because I think um, that's probably quite enough for people to digest um, it was great to have you with us on Inside Parliament it's our weekly political catch up about the big stories that we've been covering on One News it's available every Thursday evening on the One News Facebook page you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter and on the Gram it's good to have you with us and we'll catch up with you next week. Yeah.